From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Logan, Utah, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. Jason and Cody. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. Welcome to episode 46 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-host, Cody. How's it going, Cody? Better than ever, Jason. Better than ever. You just keep you keep getting better every week, huh? Well, you know, everyone's good at something. <laughs> yeah, and you figure that out? Yeah. What are you, what are you good at? Po- podcasting? Yes, podcasting. Okay. If I gave away all my secrets, then I would no longer be amazing. <laughs> so, so now you're the amazing Cody. Yeah, well, you know, you said it, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so what's been going on since we last talked? Oh, let's see. Still working. Still engaged. <laughs> my boss asked me that uh, the other day. My fiance came and she had lunch with me a couple weeks ago on Friday. And my boss came out uh, to talk to me in my office during lunch, and he didn't know she was there. And he's like, "You still want to marry this guy?" It's <laughs> like, "Thanks, man, appreciate." Oh, well, did she say yes? Uh, yeah. And then she okay, told me later she didn't really know what to say to that question. And I was like, he's "Just being funny." Like, yeah. Well, he's got. He's she should have yes. said he. He's got uh, two months to. Uh, to yeah. Prove it to me that I should still marry this guy. So, well, that's yeah, good. I know coming up on like it's coming days, quick, give or take. Yeah, yeah. And last time we talked, you mentioned about uh, doing some cake tasting. Was it as bad as I made it out to seem? You know what? Did I don't know what. I don't know if you had a bad experience, and maybe <laughs> you don't want to get into it. Ours no, was fine. Um, I've just seen it on a lot of movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean this, I mean, the prices were super cheap. So, you know, you're kind of getting what you pay for, but none of it really wowed us. Um, there were 16 different variations of cake that we tried. Um, a couple of them were okay. The others were not all that great. Nothing to write home about, but so we just kind of went with one cause neither one of us were really big cake people anyways. And, it was more or less going to be for the people that were there and pictures. So we were just like, whatever, it's $125, not that big of a deal. But then I think we're finally, we've kind of switched directions a little bit on the cake front. And and then we're going to go with a different cake company, bakery. They're called Nothing Bunt Cakes. And so obviously their specialty is bunt cakes. And they are, the cake itself is just a better quality cake than what we tried. Um, This one doesn't have any kind of filling or anything. The cakes we tried, you know, were like a sheet cake and they had like filling in between. Um, But like I said, none of it really wowed us. So we're just going to go with the Bunt cakes, I think, because they're, they just taste better. Nice. Nice. Well, 
I'll look forward to some bunt cake yeah, in about 40 days. Excited. <clears throat> oh, I'll be there. I don't care if I get invited or not. So, uh, uh, it's it's roughly 40 days, 41, 42 days. Yeah. So your your stress level is about to start going up. Yeah, is this when it starts? <laughs> yeah, it probably should have already started. Oh well, with the cake well, tasting. Little, <laughs> I'm a little behind, I guess. You, you uh, got to catch up. Catch up. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, nothing's really been going on here. Uh, it's been hot, really it hot. It has here. been hot. It's been hot Un- here too, which is unusually hot. Yeah. So, uh, and and if. Even though, I mean, you know, I don't do much at work. Uh, we still have to wear part of my, part of my uniform is a second chance vest. I've got my gear on with my weapon and my ammo and my handcuffs and all that good stuff. So it, it, it adds to that at work. Do what? Have you ever had to use any of that at work? No, I no. If I have to use it at work, then that's a bad day. And I don't really <laughs> want to be there that day. So uh, but it, it, it adds layers to the clothes. And, and then we have like a, like a, like a blue, it's almost like it's half polyester, I think, and half mm-hmm. something else, basically like dress coat that we okay. wear. So you, so you add that over the second chance vest and all that. And it, I mean, it, it gets hot. So are you uh, inside or do you spend much time outside? I spend maybe an hour or two outside just walking around but I don't have to, it's, it just gets boring inside. So if it's a nice day outside, I'll, I'll go outside and walk around, but right. uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's been hot and, um, they, they don't seem to get the AC working right at work. You know, when it's cold, the AC's on when it's hot, you know, why is the heater on? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sometimes it's really cold. Sometimes it's not. So, yeah, it's just been just the whole area has been unusually hot. I think we've got some fires down south, got some fires out near Yellowstone. I know Colorado has quite a few fires. Over the weekend, where did you guys have a lot of smoke in your area? Yeah. Last oh yeah. Week? Yeah, we had yep. a bunch here. Yeah, you could see it, especially when the sun would start setting. You could see it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It looked hazy during the day, but then at night, when the sun was set, it'd be different colors and stuff. I mean, I guess you guys don't really have mountains where you're at. It's pretty. More or less no, flat they're there. they're west of us, and yeah. then west and south uh, down into Colorado. So Logan sits in a valley, and we're only a few miles away from the mountain ridge, and you we couldn't see our mountains at all uh, you know, last okay. week. It was so smoky. Yeah, yeah, it was just smoky, just sitting here, and it didn't seem like it was the 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 uh, the time we wanted some wind to blow it away. It really wasn't windy, so. I did see that like last Saturday or so, something like that over the weekend, Denver, Colorado had the second worst air pollution in the world. Only wow. second to Dubai, India or yeah. Oh, Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. Okay. So Dubai was number one and Denver, Colorado was number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been so long since I've been down to Denver. Uh, we kind of drove around it a couple weeks ago to get home, but, um, Normally we go every other weekend or so just for different things going on. Yeah. Just for different things going on. But I haven't been down to Denver since February mainly because of the whole coronavirus thing, um, which kind of will segue into our first uh, little news article here before we get to the Imagineering story episode four. um, 
a few things to did want to discuss really quick. Um, two of them I told Cody about, and the third one, it's kind of a surprise because I want to get his reaction to it, uh, see if his reaction matches mine. Uh, but the first one, uh, as you know, I think Disneyland is the only resort not open. Am I correct in saying that as far as Disney resorts? The rest, I think, are open. I think the rest are open. Well, what, yeah. what was it? Was it was it Hong Kong? It was going to close down or something. One of them opened and then like three or four weeks later shut down again. And I don't know if it since reopened right. or not. It was one of the, the Asia parks. I can't remember if it was Hong Kong or Tokyo. Right. Yeah. I know it wasn't Shanghai. It was either Hong Kong or Tokyo. Right. Well, anyway, Disneyland is still closed. Uh, they they had plans to open on July 17th on the 65th anniversary. Uh, but unfortunately, that was delayed due to uh, the ongoing pandemic coronavirus. Uh, they did do a phased reopening of downtown Disney. Um, that's so still that's, going. Yeah, that's still going. Uh, but... This week, uh, his Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh DeMauro said that the Walt Disney Company is ready to open uh, as soon as the California state laws or the state of California allows them to. Um, so I'm sure if they got notified tonight, they could have the park open fairly quickly. Um, obviously, it would take a little time, I think, to get back there some of their employees or cast members because uh, there's another article that i ran across that said they disneyland officially extended the cast members furloughs for an indefinite period of time so mm -hmm. i think around the middle of september we'll hit the six month mark of disneyland resort being closed which is just crazy, crazy mind-boggling yeah mind-boggling to think that uh besides probably a few maybe workers, construction people, uh, higher up staff and Disney security. Nobody's stepped foot inside the park. Uh, right. I mean, I've seen pictures of Disney security in there, which if I, if I work Disney security, I guess I'd still have a job and I could still go in there. But it, 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 I think I mentioned in the past, it would be so weird to walk around there weird and kind of cool at the same time. Uh, imagine that I mean, imagine all the photos you could get with no people in <laughs> right. uh, it would be so, cool like after hours like in the middle of the night knowing it's yeah. completely empty but then you know that would be cool but i think at this point it's probably more just sad they're sad <laughs> yeah it's probably uh, the, yeah. the coolness factor of there not being anybody there has probably worn off yeah exactly exactly so so yeah, Disneyland's ready to open whenever California says they can. Uh, I think if Disneyland was in any other state besides maybe California, New York, I think it would be open by now. Right, because Disney World's yeah. been going Disney for been going. yeah a couple months now, almost. Yep. Um, so obviously, there's some things I'll you know you have to do. You probably, I mean, you will have to wear a mask. Uh, all the social distancing, all the keeping clean, washing yeah. hands, um, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think if they told them, Hey, you guys can open whenever you want, I think give them, give, give them a few days and I think we'd, we would have it open. So, mm -hmm. uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to go with, let me, let me look at a calendar. 
It's going to be in September. And I'm going to go with September 12th. Disneyland will be open. September 12th. Yeah. You think they're going to open on a Saturday? First day so. of Saturday? I, I was going to go the 15th, but it's a Tuesday. Um, what day? What day? Okay, hold on. July 17th. That was their proposed opening. That was a Friday. Right. Now, do you think they did that more because it was a Friday or because it was the birthday and it I just think was they did that. conveniently on a Friday? I think that they did that more because it was the birthday. I think if, if the 17th had been a Wednesday, they would have did a Wednesday. Okay. But So I you don't think, think the day with... of the week matters too much? I don't think so. Uh, they they could go with the weekday, I think, maybe to um, – with. I don't know. I don't know. Schools in California, if they're actually going back to school, if they're doing like a virtual school, but Seems maybe like everywhere's doing a at least a partial virtual. We're not out in Wyoming. Our kids are going back to school. Full like like nothing happened. The only difference um, for the elementary school kids when they can't social distance, they have to wear a mask. I think they're eating their lunch in their classrooms. That's the okay. last thing I heard. Uh, for high school. And I think junior, junior high probably did the same thing. I just don't have any junior high kids going. Um, like our kids would take, they had eight classes during the day and they would, they had them split up into A days and B days. So on an A day, you would go to four of your classes, B days, you'd go to the other four. Yeah. So when the pandemic hit and they had to do school from home, it was kind of rough because they had eight classes and eight different teachers trying to learn how to do school online. Yeah. And it was very hard. So what they did in case something happens and we got to go back to that, uh, you know, cross your fingers. We don't, uh, for the first semester of school, they have four classes and then those, those classes are then done after the first semester. And then second semester, they'll do their other four. And one of the reasons they gave for that, if they do got to go back to teach, to learning from home, now it's only half the workload that they got to worry about until the end of the semester. Okay. So, uh, that's really the only difference that, that I see. I, I know you're not allowed to, they've got some other rules that, that my, my, my daughter was talking about the other day. Like they're not allowed to hang out in school before school starts. Uh, they either got to hang out in their car or in the parking lot until the bell rings. And then they go, they got to go right to their class. If they want to come into school early, they got to go right to their first class. They just can't hang out in the hallways. Gotcha. Um, makes sense. And yeah. And, um, uh, some things with sports like football games. Uh, I just can't go to a football game now as a parent that may want to watch some other kids or whatever. I, I have to get a ticket from a football player. So I have to know somebody on the football team and he gets like a certain amount of tickets per game he's allowed to give out. So Interesting. that's just to control the amount of people. Probably and I, I, yeah, I like to usually go to one or two games a year just to watch. And Kaylee's there at every game for, for yearbook. So, um, but I don't think she gets tickets. I think she has, she's allowed to get in because of her, her class yearbook, but yeah. Hmm. So that's really the only thing that I, that I know that's changed. So I don't know if California, what California is, but going back to what we were talking about, I could see them doing it during a week, weekday, possibly to uh, not have as large of crowd and kind of ease their way into it. Right. Yeah. You know, getting ready for like a weekend crowd, which I have no idea what it would look like. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, Disneyland has, I, I believe, more pass holders than Disney World. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if all the pass holders are going to be back right away or some of them are going to be worried to go or if some of them even have passes still. They might have, you know, they, they, they might not have their pass anymore uh, right. depending on, on what option they chose. So, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of unknown variables with all that because right. California has been one of the strictest states on them how they've handled the coronavirus and their quarantine and their lockdowns and such. Right. It's hard to right. say the mindset of the people that live within the vicinity of Disneyland that could easily go if it was reopened, right. if they would take that chance or if there's an element of fear or concern. Well, I mean, I've seen downtown Disney open, but I, I haven't heard of it being very crowded. Uh, no, I mean, it's been, the, the stuff that I've seen, it's been, it's been nice and pleasurable and not, not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would Disneyland follow suit or would they be inundated with all these people that haven't got to go in six months that, you know, back, back last year at this time, they were going like every other day, you know, cause they're pass right. holders, whatever it may, may be. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're still cycling merch at world of Disney. Right. You know, they've got all their Halloween stuff in there now. So yeah. So speaking of Disneyland, this is also a Disneyland thing that I didn't tell Cody about because I, I, I want to get his opinion. And he and he may have come across the article. I don't know. Uh, so it says, Zippity Doodah quietly removed from Disneyland Resort music loops ahead of Splash Mountain closure. That was the title of the article. So apparently in the music loops in the park, mm-hmm. the song has been removed, which my opinion is very unfortunate. Uh, I think it is one of the top three in, in my opinion, one of the top three Disney songs out there. Uh, you know, number one being, uh, wish upon a star for, for, for me. I mean, is it, you do that? Maybe, maybe, maybe my number two, it's just yeah. something about that song that it's to me, that's it's Disneyland. And yeah. it's unfortunate that that it may not be playing. Uh, the article says here it was typically played between the Frozen medley and the Ballad of Davy Crockett, but no longer plays in the loop. And in the loop, I'm talking. If you're ever in the like the Esplanade, you could hear music playing, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's gone. Um, so, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> And and had you had you seen the article or, or heard it before I said anything? I I saw the article going around online. I never read the article. I did see the headline. It it okay. So here's here's what I'm gonna say about it. One, it doesn't surprise me. Um, with all the other announcements that have happened regarding splash mountain within the last couple months whenever that news story broke that they were going to retheme reimagine splash mountain for for princess and the frog at at this point disney is going big and not going home if that makes any sense <laughs> at this point if if they're going to go to the the length that they're going to, to retheme um, Splash Mountain because of everything else that's going on um, 
in the country uh, right now, they're not going to leave the song, even if it's an instrumental, because all the songs that play in the Esplanade are all instrumental versions. None of them are words. So even though it was just the instrumental version of Zippity Doodah, at this point, they're not going to leave it in there. Um, I mean, back in, I think the last time Splash Mountain was released theatrically was 89. Um, and since then, I'm sorry. Song of the South. Right. Yes. Song of the South. Last time I believe it was theatrically released was 1989. Um, while you're talking, I'm seeing if I can pull that up real quick. Since, since then, and since the release of Splash Mountain at Disneyland or the debut of Splash Mountain, the movie's kind of been brushed under the bed that you can't really get a legit copy of it. Um, and other than Splash Mountain at Disneyland and other theme parks that have the ride as well. Song of the South just isn't talked about. Um, Disney's done their best um, up until this point to kind of just leave it alone, not draw any further attention to it. You know, to a degree, um, admittedly, you know, that admitted that there was some issues with the film. Um, but they're not going to leave it playing as much as I like the song. I agree with you on it's the quintessential you, Disneyland you song. You can't listen to that song and not smile. I mean, yeah. If, if that song brings you pain and discomfort and feelings of social injustice, then I'd like to talk with you, not to tell you you're wrong, but I'd like to know. I think you've got what other that song does for you. <laughs> so you were you were almost correct. It was last released in the U.S. in 1986. 86. Okay. Yeah. It was re-released for its 40th anniversary. Now, in the U.K., it was uh, released on VHS in the U.K. as late as 2000. Okay. But it's never been released into a full DVD or Blu-ray, unless you've got like a bootleg copy. Yeah. Um, of it. So, um, so yeah, that was, like you said, probably not, wasn't unexpected or it was kind of expected, but still kind of, um, I mean, it's zippy dude. It's a, it's an Academy award winning song. I mean, okay. So there's (laughs) that song and I'm trying to think of what it is. The, that song hearing it in the Esplanade, gets me excited. It puts me in the mood for being a Disneyland Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Um, the other song that does that, that I know specifically plays in the Esplanade is, uh, the Indiana Jones theme song. When I hear that in the Esplanade, I'm like, yes, we are here. I just, I guess you just have to have it on your phone. And when you walk up, play it. They've, Fun. removed it from like Spotify and things like that. It's no longer really? on like uh, the Disney parks playlist. Oh, wow. I've got a couple versions of it saved. on. I my mean, computer. I have like a CD that has it on and yeah. Disney can't steal my CD and scrub it, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. They, 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 they might. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's they're they're trying to just wash their hands with it, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Un- that's unfortunate. And yeah, I had, yeah, I seeing this article, had I gone and listened, I might not even notice it was gone because I'm usually not hanging out in the Esplanade long enough to have it cycle through the whole thing. Cause it's, it's probably like hour, hour and a half long cycle of, of different songs. So, yeah. And I don't know who was there to discover, be like, Hey, they just played, they just played the frozen medley. And then it went straight to the ballad of David Crockett. What happened to song of the South? Like, I, I, I don't know who knows it that well <laughs> to say, uh, that it's gone. So, uh, I know you can probably go on YouTube and type in Esplanade loop. And yeah, and I I, and I will listen to that at work sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of those that I've been able to pull off of YouTube and save. So, uh, you've got a friend in me is another one that plays in the Esplanade. Yeah, yeah. I want to so say good ones. I want to say "Kiss the Girl" is there? No, it's um, "Under the Sea." Oh, "Under the Sea." Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Come on, so Jason. yeah, just, I, it's it's been over a year and a half, almost two years since I've been in Disneyland. I think. So crazy. Yeah. That's why it's kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm upset that Disneyland closed down, but it's like, I'm not missing anything. Cause I didn't have any trips planned. So uh, yeah, I feel bad. Keep for, bringing it back I, up. I was, I feel, I feel, I feel bad for you guys that, that, that had plans to go, but five days. Uh, I missed it by five days. I say, I say, keep it closed till I go back. No, not, not really. And, and we kept watching it with everything going on in the middle of March there. Yeah. Um, and we're like, it it started to look real dicey there. And it's like, if they can just do it right when we're done. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I, and we've talked about us texting back and forth that morning. Mm -hmm. And I remember texting you saying, Hey, hockey was just canceled. I bet you Disneyland is next. (laughs) And within a couple hours, (laughs) Oh, I believe what I was saying in my mind at the time towards you when you sent me that message would not translate over the phone <laughs> or some colorful yeah. words Probably some words you shouldn't say on a family show yeah. that's all right that's hide your right. children <laughs> uh for the next three minutes go ahead and uh just yeah. turn the volume while cody vents so no so that that's that's all the really the new news i've i've got that i've come across since we've talked last uh uh, I'm sure once Disneyland gets the word, they'll 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 be able to turn it around fairly quickly. I did uh, see another thing since we recorded last, basically again confirming that nothing's been linked back to Disney World since they've reopened right. as far as coronavirus cases. So right. Oh, I did want to mention something else. Not to, uh, last episode we talked about Milan being released on Disney Plus, and since then. You've learned a little more because you sent me a text right. on this whole premiere access thing. So kind of because we, we talked about it last episode, but we weren't really quite sure. At that point, there hadn't been much release. You were going to be able to watch it early. Uh, you pay your 30 bucks, but was it? we didn't know if it was ever going to come out later where you wouldn't have to pay your 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you notice in the picture that you sent me the release date? <laughs> yes. Okay, it was like three thousand something, December thirty yeah, first, year three thousand. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that was a typo or if they're playing a I'm joke to the year 3000. So yeah. So premier access, it's basically from if, if I understand it right and Cody can correct me if I'm wrong, it's going to be an option. And I don't know if they're going to use it for future movies or not, where you can watch it basically when it would come out in the theater. And then when it would normally be released on Disney plus, it will still come out on Disney plus. So if you didn't pay the 30 bucks prior, you could still get it, you know, later. whenever they would have whenever they would have normally released it on Disney plus, right. which would, After which it's theatrical, run. right. Which prior to Corona was, you know, granted Disney plus wasn't that old, but uh, other streaming services, obviously you, you wouldn't be able to stream it while it still was in the theaters. Mm. Uh, you know, after it came out on DVD, maybe sometimes even DVD and Blu-ray, you still wouldn't be able to stream it. You know, they'd give DVD and Blu-ray a, a little while and then, then it pop, it would pop up on, on Netflix. And I think that's what Disney plus is going to go for now. As far as I know, it's still going to open in some theaters also. Yeah. If well, theaters are open in your area, like our area theaters have been open for two months. Yeah, ours have been open for a little while. They've been showing like classic movies and things like that. Right. I think this weekend is like the first weekend where we're actually going to see new movies in right. the theater. Yeah, like Bill Marvel, and there's a Marvel movie coming out this weekend. It's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Right. It's more of like a Fox property of Marvel. Is that the, the New Mutants? The New Mutants. Yeah. That's being released in theaters this Friday, and it is playing in our theater here. Right. Um, there's a Russell Crowe movie that's going to be in theaters this Friday. That's the one where he looked really fat or something, didn't he? Didn't he look? Was that the one I saw the trailer for? He's just filling out his figure, Jason. Let's be <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill and Ted's is coming out. The yeah. third one. Yeah. Uh, they go into the future to to get the perfect song or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, th things are starting to come come back out. I know. I know someone from California you mentioned that their their theaters are still closed. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. So now if Mulan happens to go to the theater up here, I'd much prefer to go see it in the theater. Right. Oh yeah, me too. See it in the theater and wait till it comes out on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus later, later, later. So Right. So regards to that picture I sent you, I believe that that was just a placeholder. Um, okay it may have passed a couple layers of quality control without anyone really catching that they still had the right. placeholder year in there. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now and it mentions nothing about um, when it's coming out um, as far as onto Disney plus, if you don't have, if you don't get it through the premier access. So, and I've heard conflicting uh, or seeing conflicting articles about the future of Disney plus premier access. Um, I had seen an article where during the quarterly earnings call, which is where Chapek announced Mulan was going to be a premier access title on Disney plus that Mulan was going to be the only one of the nature that okay. to not expect it to happen for, you know, Black Widow or anything like that, that this was single-handedly going to be for Mulan. But then I've also seen articles since then come out saying that other movies are going to join the Mulan lineup, but nobody knows what those are. So 
at this point, I don't know what other movies, unless it's a brand new movie that they can't put in theaters, what would warrant, unless the prices are going to vary, but it almost seems weird to have Disney Plus be a streaming platform and a digital movie rental slash purchase platform. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I did see that once you pay the $30, it is, it's not like a, you watch it once. If you start it, you have 24 hours to finish it. You only have 48 hours to, you know, start it or whatever. Once you you pay your 30, you get to watch it as many times as you want. It's yours to access whenever you want. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, it did come out that, at some point, eventually, it will just be released on the regular Disney Plus platform for streaming as long as you have a Disney Plus account, you can watch it. It's just unknown at this point how long you'll have to wait. But I, I think it'll be along the lines of what you're thinking is whenever they were planning on putting it on the platform anyway. I'm sure the the Blu-ray copy will come out first and then they'll give that a little bit of time for people to buy it and then bring it out on Disney plus. Hopefully it's not the year 3000 like that picture showed. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, well, let's get to our main topic. Uh, if you've been watching the last or listening, the last couple episodes, we've been talking about Disney plus is the imagineering story, basically uh, documentary chronicling the, the Imagineering story, uh, the story of the Imagineers, the story of Disney um, from the start to, I think now we're up into what, the late 90s, early 2000s? Um, gosh, I'm so trying to remember what about. what years they mentioned in this yeah. last episode. Yeah, we've got to be at least in the early 2000s now. Yeah. Because yeah. I think so, in... Not to jump ahead of ourselves, but I think in the next episode, we're going to see the the change in CEO again. Okay. So, uh, that, yeah. I believe that took place in 2005. In my, in my little uh, uh, topic thing here, it doesn't really talk about the, uh, the years. I mean, I can look up the years based on when some of these things open, but I wanted to talk about this episode a little before I got into any of the details of what I liked or what I didn't like. Uh, the last episode titled the Midas touch was probably besides the first episode was probably my next favorite episode. Episode four titled hit or miss. It was, I mean, obviously they're all good to me cause I learned something, but this one was kind of, it was kind of a downer. I mean, there was a few good things that happened, but for the most part, this one really highlighted many of their failures, uh, which we've mentioned before. They're not afraid to, to talk about their failures. Mm-hmm. Um, this one obviously titled hit or miss. They're talking about some hits and they're talking about quite a few things that they missed on. Yeah. Um, some of the things, uh, that I would say were, were probably the, the biggest hits that to come out of this episode. They, they talked about the Disney cruise line, which yeah. they mentioned has been profitable since day one. Uh, yeah. so you classify that as probably one of their, their, their big hits. Uh, they went into the story on how, uh, how the ships came about and some of those, some of the designs that people were submitting were uh, one looked like a rubber duck. Uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> they were, they were horrible. Uh, 
Eisner's and, like, you got to design a ship that looks like that a ship. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so their venture into the, into the cruise market was a very successful one. Uh, yeah. Starting with two ships to, I mean, how many do they have now? Um, Ooh, on the, five, five to seven, give or take. Yeah. I'm trying to look real quick on some of the, and they don't, uh, Disney magic, Disney wonder, Disney dream, Disney fantasy. So there's four. Uh, and then, uh, did Disney wish, I don't know if Disney, Disney wish was announced, but I don't know if they have built it yet. So at least four, I think they did. Cause I think I saw the, a picture of the stern for the Disney wish. Okay. Cause all yeah, the we- sterns have, like the name of the ship on right. it with uh, some sort of design. Yeah. And what I found interesting with the ships is the way they built, I, I, I don't know if they still build them this way now, but they basically built the first ship in two halves and then had to bring it together and then weld it. And each half would float on its own. I mean, they showed it being towed over yeah. water and it was floating. Um, and then they had to, the uh, designer guy or the guy that was in charge of it. I forgot what his name was. Uh, Japanese fellow, I believe something wing. Yeah. Uh, wing. Which I wish I could find his name here, but anyways, he said they were, they kind of had to worry about if the, if everything matched up when they went to weld it. So, yeah. And, and it did. Uh, they talked about the, um, just some at, of the at the time, those two sh- ships that Disney commissioned were the two largest cruise ships on the, on the water. Right. Right. Huge. So, and I don't know if they still have the largest or if any other cruise ship has taken that title since, but I do know that their ships are quite massive. Right. Yeah. And I know in general, since, since then, I think other cruise liners, cruise companies have been like, Oh, okay. We can build bigger boats too. <laughs> so I know in general, all most cruise ships are quite large now, but. And then some of the things that are different with the Disney cruise ship to others, obviously it's probably more geared toward families and kids where in a normal cruise ship, you may have one area where kids can hang out, but they talked about this one where, you know, a five-year-old is going to want to do different stuff than like a 12 and 13 year old. So they, they have something for all the ages. Um, and I, I'm looking here at actually, it's made in voyage. The Disney magic was July 30th, 1998. So we're in the late nineties, early two thousands for this episode. Um, well, yeah, because Disney California adventure, which is talked about later in this episode mm-hmm. opened in 2001. Right. Right. So, uh, some of the other things I found interesting that, uh, one thing that Eisner said, uh, I think it was Eisner that said it. Um, he said, had it not been for the death of Frank Wells, that um, Disney America had 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 you ever heard about Disney America before watching this? I think there was a documentary that I had seen a while ago that had briefly mentioned it, but nothing had ever gone quite. And not even to say that this really went all that in depth with it. Right. But nothing I had ever seen or read had much to say about it other than, they had once talked about doing something called Disney America before Imagineering story. I don't even know if what I had seen said that it was in the DC area. Okay. Yeah. It was out near DC. Um, 
and I guess the big hiccup was the the people, the the politicians that I think were all on board. Uh, it was the people who didn't want it out there. They didn't want the area to be. I don't, I don't know what the word is. I guess Disney fight or something. It, it was going to go on or near a, an old civil war site. Um, and it was, it was going to be more of a, like an, they called it an edutainment rather than entertainment. Yeah. It, it was, was a lot of learning, uh, kind of like an, a, a very interactive museum. Right. With, with rides rock. and things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was so, all supposed to be more or less educational. Right. Right. And Eisner said, had it not been for his own health, because I think he had suffered a heart attack. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't catch this or at least didn't remember the first go around watching this. It said in here that he underwent a quadruple bypass surgery. Right. right. So obviously he's not healthy. Frank Wells died. Uh, and, and he said, had, had he been healthy and Frank Wells was still alive and they were still doing what they were doing. They would have pushed through and made it happen. Yeah, they would have. They wouldn't have gave up so so easily. For so, better or worse, which right. now we'll never know. But they would have, at least in Eisner's perspective and uh, opinion, they would have pushed through and right. built it. Right. Uh, they mentioned that full size, which I never heard of this before this episode. The full size T scale or T Rex. They were. They were, they were building, which really never came to fruition and never went anywhere. And nobody knows what happened to it. <laughs> that, that the, uh, they weren't building a prototype. The prototype was right. going to be the one that worked. The one that worked and it never came about. So that was one of their misses. Um, they, they talked about a, a new area of Tokyo Disney. Um, and they had presented a bunch of concepts or ideas of what they wanted. And, uh, the, the part I remember about this one that I thought was interesting, because this was being built, I think, around the same time Disney's California Adventure was being built. Yeah. And the, the difference between the two, because they were, they were, you know, skimping on the money at DCA, but the new Tokyo resort they were building, basically being funded by the Japanese government, you know, they, they, they had more money than they know what to do with. Uh, right. Once they, once they figured out what the concept was going to be, which eventually became Tokyo Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. which this article I'm reading said is, is considered one of the best, if not the best resorts in the world. Uh, There's a so, lot of Disney fans that I think hold that opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So when they would have meetings together, you know, the, the, the DCA guys are working on the cheap and the Tokyo Disney sea people they're you know, they got money coming out of everywhere. So, yeah, uh, I, I can't remember which guy said it. He's been in, several of the episodes now and I've seen all, he's a well-known Imagineer, but he said like, it was uncomfortable to have lunch with the whole, yeah. You know, Imagineering team because the DCA people felt like they were kind of being spat on. Right. Right. Uh, do more with less kind of thing. So, and then Tony Baxter talked about before DCA came about, there was a plan for a Westcott kind of like a, a West coast version of Epcot. Um, he still feels like that's the thing he's most upset about that never yeah. happened. Yeah. He said it was his most painful canceled project. Yeah. Uh, so he put a lot of, a lot of time into it. Um, I think a Westcott would have been great. Having been to Epcot, right. I think, you know, if the Westcott would have been as successful and as great as Epcot is, I think it would have done really well. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of his favorite, most favorite ideas and the, 
the the fact that it didn't become or come to fruition was one of his saddest regrets. Uh, and then we get Disney's California Adventure, which I went fairly early when it first opened. Uh, so I can remember some of the things that aren't there now. I think uh, we talked about this in one of our early episodes. Yeah, when we when we specifically talked, I, th- I think it was on an anniversary of of, of, of it opening. Uh, so that would have been second or third episode. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was right in the beginning. Yeah, it was fairly early, uh, and I can remember a lot of the things. Uh, some of them, the only thing I don't remember, which was closed before I got there, was that ride. Was it called Superstar Limo? That was already closed. That was already closed, I think, by the time that we went the first time. Because it didn't last very long. No, and they talked about it a little bit in this episode, and it was yeah. just kind of a train wreck. And, and the reason they said it was a train wreck, because originally the concept, I think, was like a ride centered around Hollywood stars, paparazzi, and that was right around the time Princess Diana was was killed in that car wreck where she was supposedly follow, being followed by the paparazzi. And so they said the timing of it just... Yeah, it, it, it wasn't going to succeed no matter what. So, um, and it's interesting seeing some of the footage of the ride because there's probably stuff on YouTube out there, but I've never really looked for it. I've never had an interest to be like, oh man, what did Superstar Limo really look like? Right, right. But some of those figures that they had in there, some of those animatronics and the way, just the the design style of the faces and things for some of the celebrities, they were almost caricature like. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And then the, the one thing I remember about the Disney California adventure portion of this was, was John Hench, uh, the quote that uh, they said that he, he preferred the old parking lot to the, to the new, uh, to the new uh, resort or whatever you want to call it, the new land or um, budget. Well, they had, they kind of had, uh, I, I guess at some point, some interview or something they of Walt, they had dubbed over, and Walt was saying, like, you know, sometimes when I know something's a bad idea, I just kind of quit, you know, yeah. like I realize <laughs> it's bad and I, I quickly move away from it. Basically yeah. saying that they never should have went forward with the DCA plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been Tony Baxter's uh, opinion, too. He, he he probably still wanted his Westcott. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, everything about DCA was different from how they had been operating when it came to designing and building a theme park. Right. They got rid of the hub and spoke concept. Right. You know, exactly. All the fundamentals of the theme park. They went and specifically designed something after what Walt intendedly designed Disneyland to not be. Exactly. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember them talking about because of the, the Ferris wheel and the, the roller coaster was more of a carnival type. Yeah, just that that pure yeah, carnival, which is what Walt didn't want with Disneyland. But uh, I, I have to say they have made vast improvements, even though some of their improvements I don't really agree with. I I do enjoy DCA. So, um, and I think a lot of the issue they had in the beginning it was really low attendance. It wasn't mm-hmm. received very well, and you could do everything too quickly. You could get through Half the ride. A half a day and you'll you'll be done. And the sad thing is, is it's still really a half day park. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's it very difficult to spend a full day from right. opening to close in just DCA. Right. And that's when it sucks now that 
you know, upgrade into that park hopper gets so expensive now with the current pricing, but it's almost worth it because you're not going to want to spend a whole day at DCA, but then you don't want to leave DCA because it's one, two o'clock in the afternoon and you've done everything that you want to do walk out and then see Disneyland 200 feet away and be like, Oh, we only got a one park per day ticket. Exactly. Guess we'll go back to the hotel room for half a day. Yep. And then uh, I think some I didn't know. I mean, I knew that, you know, Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris was open, but they they kind of did it fast and on the cheap just not to lose the land to the French government. So mm-hmm. I guess they had a deadline where they had to build a second gate. The deadline was approaching. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been to Disneyland Paris. I, I can remember going over to, to that portion because that's where there was a roller coaster over there that was uh, – it was themed after it was like crushes coaster or something from finding yeah. Nemo. Mm-hmm. really cool, really cool coaster. But they, 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 and they had like a stunt show over there. And, um, but we weren't in that area very long cause it wasn't very big. Um, mm-hmm. and I know they showed a lot of, a lot of footage and I think it was Eisner maybe talking about how everything just looked plain. There was nothing special about the part about that, about that, that park. Yeah. Um, somebody was, you know, walking through and saying, Oh, this is really cool. You know, you know, or like, man, we're, we're really walking far in here. When, when are we going to get into the park? And they're like, you're, you're in the park. This is, this is on stage. This isn't backstage. Right. But they, the way they designed it, cause the entrance of the park goes through that giant stage building. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it was it said here it was one of Disney it was Disney's smallest park and would quickly become its least attended, you know. People would just skip over it. So mm-hmm. now I mean they've got some projects planned. I remember from before we we uh everything started closing. I'm pretty sure there was like a Marvel air or Marvel ride or something coming there. There's Star Wars. Yeah, they were gonna do Marvel, Star Wars, and Star Wars was gonna be at least half the size of what California and Florida got, but it was going to be, you know, they were going to get like one of the two attractions in galaxy's edge. And then they were also going to do like a Arendelle frozen area. Right. Yeah. So, I mean the Remy's Ratatouille adventure or whatever that ride is called, that's in Disneyland Paris and that's done really well. People really seem to like that ride enough to where they're bringing it over to Walt Disney world and Epcot and putting right. it in the France pavilion. So I'm pretty sure that's where, cause we ate at a restaurant. It was themed after, uh, Remy and that, I think that was over in that, 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 that park. Yeah. It's it like was right of, next to the ride. Yeah. It was cool. Cause they, they had a, I mean, he would, they had like this thing that would open and it'd be the mouse and he'd be singing and stuff. It was kind of cool. It looked real. Like, hmm. is that a real mouse or, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't do so well. And like I said, they just, they had to build it on the quick and on the cheap, just not to lose the land to the government, uh, to the French government. So, but yeah. they're making improvements and then Hong Kong Disneyland, um, which at the beginning, I guess, I don't know much about Hong Kong Disneyland as I do the other ones, but apparently it was, it was a dud from the beginning, uh, tight budget. Uh, the park was criticized because it was open with not that many attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the one thing that they mentioned, which could compare back to Disneyland when it first opened was instead of women's heels sinking into the, the freshly laid concrete, the benches were sinking. So they had to fix that fairly quickly. <laughs> and I think they opened that 50 years after Disneyland opened. Was it? I exactly? They, I think it was 2005. Okay. Because I think somebody in the episode was mentioning, made the joke that saying, you know, you think after 50 years we'd, we'd learn how to pour asphalt or something, right. not have things sink into the asphalt on, on opening day. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up the opening day, but they, they've also got some things planned coming up. Um, if I, if I remember right from passes, it actually opened Hong Kong was actually 12 September, 2005. So it was 50 years, just not 50 years. Exactly. I guess. Uh, yeah, not exactly. Didn't not the same, but just right years. Right. You know. Exactly. Um, so as far I'm as pretty some... sure, in the next episode where we start to see the transition from Eisner to Iger, um, Iger was at the opening of Hong Kong with Eisner. Okay, um, and I think that was kind of during the transitional period. You know, you know, kind right. of like when the presidents transition when one takes over the couple months before it actually takes place, they start attending certain meetings and things like that. Okay. Um, so I think it was one of those situations where Iger and Eisner were both there. And then because Iger took over in 2005, so it must've been between Hong Kong and the end of the year. So. Right. Right. And uh, uh, some of the projects that coming up at Hong Kong, they've got a, Avengers area that's coming, a frozen land, and I guess they're redoing their castle. Or they, I think they had started it before the coronavirus, and then um, it still it still says now to be determined when it's going to actually open. Because they so, had a pretty much a replica of the California castle in Hong Kong. Right, and this one's going to look nothing like it. So uh, no, they're like each tower is going to be themed like after a different princess or something like that. Right. So. So another one of the hits that we kind of skipped over, um, which is when we finally do plan a trip to Walt Disney World is one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is the Animal Kingdom. Uh, that was, and there was, pro- there was, I think, a lot of controversy when they first planned to open it because there's controversy with zoos to begin with just because animals mm-hmm. and locked in cages and um, the part about the animal kingdom was, was really interesting to me. Uh, and they talked to the guy, his name is Joe road. I think he was the, he was put in charge. He's the guy that wears that huge earring or I don't know what it is. It's almost it's like he's got like, earrings. yeah, he's got a lot of stuff in there and it hangs down really far. <laughs> yeah. His, his, he has so many earrings on his, on his yeah. left ear. I think it is that his earlobe has stretched so much from the weight that his earrings brush up against his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, he was, I think he was probably, I, I don't know if he was the main guy as far as, uh, I think he was, I, I don't know what his exact title was for that project, but he was pretty much the, right. the creative project executive. And they spent a lot of time talking about what, what's that? Is that called the tree of life? It is the tree of life. Okay. Which is basically, I mean, is it the center point of animal kingdom? It's something yeah, you can see from everywhere. Pretty much. It's, it's basically it's hub. That's the center point and all of your lands pretty much branch out from there. 
Right. I mean, it, it looked, it looked kind of cool. I mean, animals forming the trunk and, you know, blending yeah. into other animals. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, but inside the tree, like underneath the tree is where they have their bugs land theater. Okay. Or it's tough to be a bug theater. Okay. So the show that we had in DCA, it's tough to be a bug. That was is just there? in a, that was just in a big building. Right. Um, this one is actually, you go underneath the tree and it, you know, it, the theming of being shrunk down to the size of an ant is a lot better. Yeah. And, um, like I, like I mentioned controversy with it opening, I mean, they hired some, looked like they got some hired some or teamed up with some experts in the, the animal, I was going to say in the animal kingdom, but you like names like Jane, Jane Goodall. And, you know, uh, there was another guy that was a, considered an expert that, that came in and cause I think one of her quotes was like, there's, there's some zoos that shouldn't be zoos. Uh, and there's some that are, that, that are getting it right. Uh, so I think bringing her on led like a little, maybe more credibility to, Hey, we're doing this right. Uh, they had a lot of land to give to the animals. I mean, um, and the thing I found there interesting, cause we've been to several zoo. I mean, we've gone down to the Denver zoo. We have plans to go to salt Lake. There's one in Omaha we, we want to go to. Um, and then we, my wife watches a lot of zoo shows on TV. Uh, but it, Tiger King. Uh, no, no, no. It's called, <laughs> I think it's called the zoo or something like that. But, um, just seeing video from animal kingdom, seeing pictures. Yeah. Animals, they're, they're not in like, it's not a, it's not a cage. I mean, it looks like they're out in the wild and, yeah. uh, some of the things they talked about that they did to, to enhance the, the, the viewers, I don't want to say viewers pleasure, but you know, like as far as, yeah, uh, putting, putting certain trees in areas where the animals would get shade so that you could be able to see the animals, like putting them in, in spots where they would be viewed. Uh, they mentioned the, it was either the lion or the tiger area where, they put air conditioning in the rock so that it would sit there <laughs> and people would be able to see it and get some good pictures. They kind of made the elephant area a little higher than you. So it looks like you're actually in there and you can't really tell where, mm-hmm. even though it looks like you're right up next to these things. I mean, there's like a moat that you can't see that they can't get through that, that you can normally see at a regular zoo, but there's like, Oh, look, it looks like that you know, that, that giraffe's like only 20 feet from me when in reality, there's no way it could get to you or you could get to him. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the, the animals that they don't want that are more or less can be dangerous lions, rhinos, alligators, um, elephants, elephants, things like that, that can, that they don't want to put people going through every five minutes in danger. They've designed the, the, the land and the areas like that. Right. Some of the animals are a little more free roaming, like the, uh, the giraffes and the zebras, things like that. They don't really have to worry about attacking people. Cause when I went a couple years ago, I was on the Kilimanjaro safari and we had a roadblock of like a herd of giraffes crossing the road and in, and in those situations, the animals always have the right of way. So the driver's not trying to push through them and honking at them, get out of the way. You know, it's like they sit there, they park, they tell you to, you know, more or less be quiet because you don't want to startle them. Right. 
and get your camera said, take some pictures. <laughs> yeah, and they said, you know, yeah. this is a great opportunity to take pictures, folks, because we're just going to sit here and let them let them pass, and it takes right. as long as it takes. You know, I will say, um, out of the four theme parks, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, the one that I liked the most and granted I've only been once and I've only been each park one time, but my favorite by far was animal kingdom. Right. Yeah. That's the one I'm looking forward to when we go. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to go back to. Right. Cause there's a lot of things that I still didn't get to see. There's a lot of things overall in every park that I didn't get to see, but cause not only do they have the Kilimanjaro Safari, that's not the only opportunity you have to see the animals in animal kingdom park. Um, they have a lot of birds on near and other smaller animals near the tree of life in the middle of the park, otters and things like that. They have little walking tours where if you don't want to wait in line for the safari, you can go like on a self-guided walking tour, you know, designated paths and things like that, where you can go look at the elephants or the tigers and things like that. So lots of really cool things. And uh, Animal Kingdom is also like before Disney overall made a conscious company wide decision, at least for the parks to go more green and more efficient and less plastic, yeah. something like that. Animal Kingdom from the beginning was like a no plastic park. So they were always doing paper straws because of the conscious effort yeah. for the animals. Yeah, that was mentioned by I think that the the Joe character Joe Road I think is how you say his name they they made a a conscious effort to to take like conservation very very seriously uh, yeah and um, yeah definitely definitely I think uh, and I don't believe they went on the cheap with Animal Kingdom Park which was kind of the theme in this in this in this episode things that they tried to do for cheap didn't work out. Uh, so if you're going to do something, I mean, do it right. Uh, even though it may cost you, you know, r- rather than do three things cheap, do one thing and do it right. Yeah. Uh, which they, they got right that, with the animal kingdom. Yeah, so. absolutely. Animal kingdom was one of those places that, that more than magic kingdom, more than Epcot with the world showcase and all the different country pavilions. Cause in all those country pavilions, they're just mimicking the architecture from those countries not hard to do. Right. Um, but they went above and beyond in animal kingdom of in animal kingdom more than any other park made me feel transported. Right. And um, that, that, that lands ever done. That was a big thing in the, in the episode too. They talked, they, they showed Joe going to like different, different countries and, you know, uh, taking pictures, bringing things back. Uh, yeah. It, they talked about one of the buildings there where it, the building there looked run down because they, they made it look like that. Uh, because yeah. in this part of the world, it wouldn't be a nice shiny building. It, this is what it's going to look like. Cause they don't have the money to repair those things. Right. Where uh, in magic kingdom, everything's pristine. Everything's yeah, beautiful. Right. Everything's magical. You're not going to see a building with half the wall deteriorated away. Go back to Disneyland when they were first building Haunted Mansion and Walt Disney didn't want a building on the outside that looked dilapidated. He didn't want it to look haunted or, you know, uh, untaken care. He wanted it to look nice. Now on the inside, that, that was a to- totally different story, but he didn't want something. And one of the original plans, the, the building looked like it was run down, like it was 
like you could tell that's a haunted mansion yeah. where now it just looks like a mansion. Once you get inside, yes, it's haunted, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And they made, they made things look in, in animal kingdom. They made them look like they were rusty or you know, they had patina on them. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they would use materials that would show that they mentioned using copper uh, cause it, it, it would, it would, it would rust very well. And if they couldn't get, use copper, they would use something else and they would make it look like it was rusty. Uh, right. Cause the, the areas of the, the world where these things are, it's not, they're not glamorous and they're not, they're not you know, I just remember pipes. Right. Right. The building that they showed he was standing next to it. I mean, it looked horrible, but that's how, I mean, it looked great, but it looked horrible. <laughs> it's funny cause when uh, I went there at this point, I was definitely a Disney enthusiast. And those were the details that I loved the most. Right. I was like, you know, and like he was pointing up at a, uh, like a power line or yeah, the electric pole. The electric yeah. pole. And he's like, you know, they purposely designed things to make people think that it wasn't designed. Right. Cause like right. who would design this electrical pole that has just the cables wired up and everything yeah. everywhere. Like- and- like a big mess. It looked like a big bowl of spaghetti with all the, you know, with all the wires. <laughs> yeah. But in yeah. those areas yeah. of the world, I have no doubt that that's exactly how their power lines look. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was really, I think that was, that was the whole basis of the thing. I think the main thing was they really didn't have any type of leadership with, you know, Wells dying with Eisner kind of, stepping back from the creative portion uh they didn't know what they they didn't know what they wanted and everything was done on the cheap because of the leadership that they did have uh not i guess not wanting to spend a lot of money but wanted a lot of money to come in and that's that's not how that's not how you do it you got to spend i mean you got to spend the money uh you can't build something on the cheap and expect it to be successful i mean Uh, disneyland was what three four times the initial budget right right and yeah, yeah. Walt and Roy always had fights about that. <laughs> you know, uh, Disney, Disney World, uh, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot both went over budget, and yeah, they've they had success with those things. Yeah. All the money that went into Disneyland Tokyo because the Japanese were paying for it, right? Successful over there. Yeah, Tokyo Disney Sea, when you know it was built, it's like we mentioned, same time as California Adventure, and uh, not my words or to quote some people or paraphrase some people, it sucked, you know, it wasn't that good uh, where Tokyo Disney sea was a success because the Japanese government spared no expense. They knew, they knew they had to put the money into it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was the, and when I mentioned this was what probably wasn't my favorite episode, all the episodes are great. It, it just, this one was kind of like, I can't believe they would do that. Like they would, why, why be so cheap? You know, yeah. uh, but yeah, it was, it was during a time where they, I guess the, the company, the leadership really didn't know the direction they wanted to go. Maybe some of the people that were in the leadership positions maybe weren't right for those positions. Yeah. Uh, and then toward the end, obviously Eisner took a lot of flack. Um, yeah. A lot, he had a lot of success at the beginning. Uh, yeah. A lot of success. Lot of yeah. And, um, I think the, you know, just the fact that his health was, wasn't that good. And he, you know, he lost Wells. Um, you know, it was probably, it was, it was more of a, like a two man thing where he didn't, you know, he kind of stepped back and he, it wasn't probably a time to step back, but yeah, he was having health issues and 
uh, you're only, you're only as popular as your, whatever you've done last. And he didn't do a lot of great things at the end. So well, next yeah, up, and since, since he stepped down or whatever the process of that was, since he's no longer been the CEO of the Walt Disney company, he's kind of remained quiet. He's not taken a lot of interviews. He doesn't like to talk about it. Right. I was listening to another podcast. It was a while ago, but they had one of the producers of the Imagineering story on their podcast. And this producer was saying that one of the biggest accomplishments they felt as the team for Imagineering story was getting Eisner to come on the show an interview <laughs> an interview and talk to him about all these things because a lot of these things he's never talked about before. Right. Right. You know, um, under, understandable from the, from the heat he took. I, I, I kind of want to just fade off and, <laughs> and yeah, you know, let, let the new guy take care of it and yeah. just live, yeah. live the rest of your life in peace. Um, I yeah. think that was one of the things I liked about this episode and he was in the last episode as well, but as uh, seeing a lot of Michael, Eisner in the episode, getting those interviews and testimonials from him about what he was thinking, what he was going through, the thought process behind certain projects and things like that to have the insight and the perspective from the man on top. Yeah. Yep. And then, so next episode, we're going to talk about uh, episode five or yeah. Number five titled a carousel of progress. And this is when we get Bob Iger stepping in as CEO. Uh, we get the corrections made at California adventure. Uh, um, re- they revamped some of the, the rides I can't imagine. They mentioned, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's probably around the time they, the, the movies were very popular and they're bringing in, you know, Jack Sparrow to the rides, which was kind of, I mean, a lot of people didn't like that. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. kind of compare it to recently how the redhead was taken out. You know, people, yeah, you know, had online petitions to get her back. So, uh, yeah, I, I did think- not mind the addition of Jack Sparrow um, and putting Barbosa on the ship that's firing at the the wall, and it, that was fine. They did it. They 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 did it well enough that they did I it didn't well. Mind. Yeah. Now, if they try to put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the Jungle Cruise, I'm going to have. <laughs> feelings about that <laughs> uh they, they mentioned uh, the addition of some of the disney characters to the it's a small world ride i remember yeah. that took a lot of heat uh which i i, I it's, it's to me it's fun trying to find them in the ride i was like oh there's there's ariel there's you know i, I like them in there they did uh, it to me and we'll talk about it more next episode yeah but they did it right yeah they used the same design of the doll and just put different right. clothes on them or they changed the hair added yeah. a few other little elements. So you knew it was a character, but it wasn't like they put a brand new doll that looked different, right. you know, it's like a small world doll. So yeah, so yeah that's kind of what's coming up in the next episode. Uh, and I don't remember much about this episode, so it'll be interesting to watch it again. Um, and then I'll probably watch it two or three times before we talk about it next. Hopefully we can talk about it soon. Um, but that's, that's all I really got tonight. If you, uh, I don't know if you, anybody else is watching the imaginary story or I, I know I've texted James a few times. I, I think he's on episode two. I don't think he's watched the whole series yet. So James get to watching it. Maybe you can, uh, 
maybe you can come on and talk about the last episode with us. Um, there we go. Yeah. Get them on here. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Disney plus you're, you're paying the, the, uh, monthly fee, or maybe you're not paying the monthly fee and you're getting it for free. And, uh, if you're a Disney history nut, uh, or just starting to become one, uh, it's got a lot of, a lot of great footage, a lot of interviews with people that you normally don't get to hear. Um, and then even if, uh, it's not live interviews, they've got sound bites or video of mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the great Imagineers from the past. So uh, a lot of archival footage that haven't been in right. other documentaries. Right. Yeah. Something, I mean, I, 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 I would love to go hang out at the Disney archives for like a day. Just, mm-hmm. just give me free reign. I'll wear some white gloves. <laughs> let me, let me touch all this stuff. But, uh, but yeah, check it out. Um, and if I mentioned it before, I don't know if you got to see it yet. Have you watched that documentary Howard? I did. What's funny is what day of the week did you watch it? Sunday? Uh, I think I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I think you texted me on like Monday or something. Anyways, I watched it. We recorded and then I watched it like Saturday and you texted me either on Sunday saying you watched it last night or you texted me on Monday saying that you had watched it the day before. And I had okay. watched it just then too. Cause I think the last time we recorded at that point, neither one of us had watched it yet. And you're like, yeah, it's on my list. And I was like, yeah, it's on my list too. And then a couple days later I was just like, Oh, I've got time. I'll throw it on. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to go back through our text to see, uh, that was, Oh, here's a picture you sent me where it says, uh, was it the Milan thing? Yeah, the Milan thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, here it is. Due to existing, yeah, coming soon to Disney Plus. Due to existing agreements, this title will be available on December thirty first of the year three thousand. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> add it to your watch list. <laughs> yeah, you texted me Sunday, August sixteenth at ten forty eight a.m. Watched Howard this morning on Disney Plus. Very good. Uh, okay. Um, and I, so you watched it Sunday morning. I watched it Saturday afternoon, evening. Oh, okay. So you what? watched it after egg tasting. Yes, it was that day. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was inch and we'll talk about it just briefly, but it was very interesting to me because it was an interesting style film style. Cause it was just pretty much looking at old photos for an hour and a half cycling through like a slideshow of old photos while you're just listening to um, voices being dubbed over every right. now and then you'll get a, a video clip of an old archived piece of a video, but you never like an Imagineering story every now and then you'll see someone in the flesh doing a, an interview in front of the camera for the purpose of this, of for the Imagineering story. You didn't get that with Howard. Right. You never saw anyone doing a live interview. You heard a lot of voices, but it was all audio. Right. And then other than that, you were just, it was like a slide presentation of photos. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do a show where we talk about it. Cause it, it was very, some of the things they talked about, I, you know, you don't, I didn't really pick up on, mm-hmm. uh, like as far as like some of the movies that he did songs for and some of the themes of those movies, how they could apply to what 
he was going through, uh, yeah. and just his, his whole life in general. Um, um, but I mean, he passed away very young. What was he 38 or 39? Yeah. Something like that. Wasn't that old. Um, so, and then basically you know, a lot of his later work working when he was sick, uh, mm-hmm. One of the things they mentioned, they, they took, what did they take out to, to New York to work on? Cause that's where he was living. Was it beauty and the beast? Might've been beauty and the beast yeah. where, where a lot of the staff was mad. Like, hey, why do we got to leave our stu- studios in California, go out to New York for this guy, not knowing at the time that he couldn't travel because he was, you know, in a couple months he was going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's very interesting if you're, if you're like, um, Obviously, if you like Disney history, like, 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 like I do, or if you enjoy like some of the movies that he worked on, the uh, little mermaid and beauty and the beast. And, and it was, uh, it was really just a, a documentary of his entire life, right, not right. just what he did with Disney. Exactly. exactly yeah. That he had done. I talked about the, the, uh, I don't want to say studio, but like theater he opened in New York, the, the real small theater and some of the successes that he had and some of the failures that he had, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when, when he tried to move some of his stuff, you know, to off Broadway on bigger, on bigger stages and it just didn't work. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and really before watching it, I didn't know much about him at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, his name comes up less than Alan Menken. Like I know who Alan Menken is, but I, and, and this guy worked with Alan, but before really watching it, I couldn't tell you who this guy was. Right. You know, cause I feel like Alan Menken got a lot of the credit for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get a chance, check out Howard and I'm sure we'll, in the future, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in detail about it. Um, and there's a lot of really good documentaries about Disney things on there i mean yeah yeah waking sleeping beauty if you haven't seen that one that's a good which is about uh robert and sherman yep robert and richard sherman that's a great Uh, one too there's a few others that i mean just i think if you if you go on disney plus and search documentaries they'll probably i there might be a documentary collection it could be that'd be smart if they if they if they did that um it's a musical collection now. It, yeah, yeah, and I still haven't seen Hamilton. I I still gotta check out Hamilton. So, tell you what, uh, man, once you do it, you can never go back. <laughs> I think I'm gonna watch it with Kaylee because she wants to watch it. We did watch the one and only Ivan, which How I thought was it? was it was cute. I mean, it was it it might at the you know certain parts it might it might hitch in the fields a little. Uh, just because of the thing it's not i mean it's not a blockbuster movie but it's right that's why it's um, not premiere access right right um i've been watching i'm re-watching breaking bad on netflix with ryan cranston and so i've i've watched this series three times it's it's probably about time that i watch it again (laughs) drastic i'm I'm watching it with my fiance because she's never seen it before oh that's Um, great and so it's, it's a very drastic difference um, from him being in the one and only Ivan. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that movie. So I think that's, I think that's all I got. Um, yeah, well, here, fair warning. Once, once you watch Hamilton with Kaylee, <laughs> she's going to be listening to that music. 
all yeah. the time. You're going to hear her singing it or playing it in a room. <laughs> yeah, just I, I clicked on the Imagine Story on Disney Plus and it has some suggested title Waking Sleeping Beauty, uh, Frank and Ollie. Frank and uh, Ollie. Two great, I mean, they're, they were awesome. Uh, there's Assembling a Universe, which is about Marvel. Empire of Dreams, it's the story of the Star Wars trilogy. That's really good. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a few. Disney Gallery, that one was about Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. so I clicked on Frank and Ollie, and it brings up Waking Sleeping Beauty again. It brings up the boys, the Sherman Brothers story. It brings up Howard brings up the Imagineering story. Uh, so there, yeah, there's quite a few. Waking Sleep Beauty was really good. I thought so, I haven't seen that one yet. You gotta check it out. So, so that's all I got really Cody for tonight. Um, let me, you got anything last minute before I share some of our social media and we, we get out of here to go to work tomorrow. Let's do it. All right. So social media, if you, if you aren't already and you like to play around on the computer, you can uh, check us out on Facebook. We're at Talking Disney Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney. Follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. You can email us uh, anytime you want to share something, give us some ideas, criticism, etc. cetera. Uh, TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, www.TalkingDisneyPodcast.com. That's where the show will first appear when it's ready. And then it'll make its way out to all the different podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. So, uh, but you can always find it there first. Um, so that's all I got, Cody. Any, any, any last minute? That's going to be it for me today. All right. Well, again, like we say every time, uh, thanks for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Even if it's just one person, uh, we just like to talk about Disney. So uh, thanks for Take a time out of your day and uh, or night and uh, checking us out. And if that's all for you, Cody, we will uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey. Uh huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy. Oh. oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home.